Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best tools and analysis for fantasy basketball on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Thought you were going to say it was Craig. Craig, our uh, our new secret uh, recording bear, Craig, is also joining us as well. Uh, we are doing a uh, kind of a new thing here uh, on Watch the Boxes on uh, how we are delivering these podcasts to you, and uh, that means we are using Discord. And so, one of the things that uh, we have up on Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes is that if we get uh, 75 subscribers this season, we will open up the Discord and allow our Patreon subscribers to listen in to the show live, having kind of like a live show, like a live active chat. So if you are interested in that kind of thing, or if you just want to support the show, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. It really helps us out. and We really, really appreciate it. And I have to give a special shout out to two of our new Patreons, Blank, blank. I wish his name was Blank. Blank Hankins. That's a better name, Blank Hankins. If Blake Hankins, if you can change your name to Blank Hankins, just let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at Watch the Boxes, and I will pay for the name change. Just let me know how much it costs in whatever state you live in, and I will I will pay for your name to be changed to Blank Hankins. So shout out, shout out to Blake, and also shout out to Jim Stout. That's a strong name, Jim Stout. It's like a good beer. Reminds me, reminds me of beer. I like it. I like it too. I'm yeah. a fan. I feel like when I see Jim Stout in my mind, I see like a lumberjack man. Just like drinking a nice dark beer. Drinking a dark beer in the winter with an axe, flexing a lot, wearing flannel. Oh, here's the reason everyone should subscribe to the Patreon. I talk trash to Craig during this little chat in the podcast because he won't answer me. He only answers Mike. So I talk trash to him the entire time, hoping he will eventually answer me. Craig still has yet to answer me. I'm disappointed in Craig. Could happen. We'll let Craig on the show, uh, but only if we get enough Patreons. So check us out. Patreon.com slash watching boxes. This is our 30 team previews in over 30 days. And we are on, uh, a team that I really kind of I'm kind of interested in. I was kind of interested in them last year, and I'm interested in them, in them again. It is the Atlanta Hawks. Um, a very interesting season for them last year, but over the off season, they ended up losing Kim Bazemore, uh, who went over to Portland. Uh, Vince Carter left uh, Atlanta. Who's I think Vince Carter's still going to play at like age. How old is he now? Sixty five. He's back, man. You're you're losing your mind. Vince Carter just re-signed with the Hawks. Wait, he re-signed with the Hawks? Vince Carter, shout out to Vince Carter. I thought he went to a new team. No, he dunks in 2020, Mike. He's dunked in four decades. So we got to keep him healthy until 2020 and then just hope he slams it on the first team in 2020 so we can tell everyone he's the first player ever to dunk in four decades. He also sets another record this season. He becomes the only person to ever play 22 seasons in the NBA. Um, He's tied with Dirk and a handful of other guys right now. Kevin Garnett's one of them. 
Um, so yeah, so if he steps foot on the court this season, he becomes the first person to ever play in 22 NBA seasons. Shout out to Vince Carter. If Atlanta's coming through your town, I assume tickets are not going to be that expensive. Go pay your respects to the, the great Vince Carter, uh, especially in 2020. Maybe you'll see that first dunk uh, of 2020 and witness history. Uh, I, I'm 100% going to go see the Bulls play Atlanta. Like I, I'm definitely going to go see Vince Carter. Um, he's still got it, man. He's still got it. At, like he's gonna be like 43 before, like before the year's over. Like that's before the season's over. That's absolutely one of my favorite insane. tweets of, of the off season was when he resigned with the Hawks. Uh, Woj tweeted about he resigned and you know like veteran minimum, whatever, whatever. And then he said, maybe more interesting will be the coveted free agency of Vince Carter next off season to see which broadcast company can sign him to call the yeah. games. Vince is good, man. Vince is gonna be around the game for a very, very long time. Uh, he's kind of like, he's kind of like one of the last guys from the one of the, those those old draft classes when I was a kid. And uh, you know, it's like it's gonna be sad when he when he's gone. So shout out to Vince Carter, uh, who is actually on the Atlanta Hawks, even though he did leave a free agency. They resigned him. Uh, Tarion Prince was traded to Brooklyn. Miles Plumley was traded to Memphis, and uh, Dwayne Dedman ended up signing. With Sacramento, so uh, kind of uh, some open, um, kind of some open spots here on the Atlanta roster. They didn't make too many um, moves in the offseason that uh, I consider super fantasy relevant, but we uh, did see them add Alan Crab. Uh, they also got my boy Jabari Parker, uh, who for some reason Atlanta wanted to sign. That's really. Really strange. I don't know why they would ever sign Jabari Parker. Uh, Chandler Parsons is on the team. Talk about like uh, the uh, the island of has-beens. Like Chandler Parsons and Jabari Parker. Oh boy. Uh, and Evan Turner. Throw him in. Throw him on the island. A lot of a lot of shade being thrown at uh, Atlanta already in this podcast. But uh, they had a great draft. DeAndre Hunter was drafted. Cam Reddish. And uh, even I think their their um, second round pick Bruno Fernando is 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 not someone I totally hate. Like so, all all their signings kind of meh, but their draft absolutely excellent for a rebuilding team. That's exactly what you want to see from Atlanta. A lot of those other guys you mentioned, right? Like Chandler Parsons, they took on you know the salary to get other draft picks. So. Um... I think they're they're stockpiling a lot of assets now. Can they turn that assets into a competitive team? Well, that's the part we're waiting to see. Yeah, you know, Gar Foreman, John uh, John Paxton, Gar, ugh. take a take a hint, take a hint, get some draft picks, trade some people, take on some salaries. They think they're going to compete for a playoff uh, seat. I know I've said that they're going to make the playoffs. I'm in full Bulls are going to be great mode until like game two. And then I'll settle back down, all right? But you know, Atlanta making great moves for a rebuilding team, and also they have some really, uh, I think, pretty good fancy players on their team as well. And so, Tyler, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to switch it up on you. Um, going into this season, uh, who's who is the most interesting fancy player on Atlanta? Who are you going to draft first in a? Uh, in your draft, if you had your choice of any Atlanta player, it's all it's an all Tyler draft. Who are you drafting first? Um, well, it's okay, Barry Parker. So I, don't say it. 
<laughs> I shouldn't say that it's not a contest because I mean, obviously it is a contest, but I don't think it's super close for me. And um, so our, our men at hashtag basketball.com, actually our man, Joey, um, released his projections and he actually has John Collins going first. He has John Collins going 22nd as far as looking at total value. And he has Mr. Trey Young at 24. Um, I am going to go the other way, though. I am, I'm not on board with, with that. I think, you know, to it'll be interesting to see what John Collins can do, right? And if you want to talk about him first, we can. Or we can talk about Trey Young. It doesn't matter. Um, John Collins last year averaged 0.4 steals and 0.6 blocks. I am not taking anybody in the top 30 who can't get me a steal and a, more than a steal and a block combined. I, I'm just not, I'm not going to do it. This is something we kind of harped on last season. There was a, uh, a lot of John Collins hype. He was on everyone's sleeper list. I think I said about a thousand times, if John Collins is on your sleeper list. You do not have a sleeper list. And that goes the same for this year. You really like, if you're calling John Collins a sleeper, I, I don't know what to do with you because he's obviously going to be drafted, uh, as I think, overdrafted this season because he's super young. He is uh, projected to be a, a, a very good player. He is so, – and he's he's kind of fit into that role where it's like, oh, they just allow John Collins to be like 34 minutes a game. He had a really good season last year, almost 20 points a game, 10 rebounds. But Tyler, you, you said it right here. Less than a block a game. Less than half a steal a game. And he's I'll I'll, I'll give him a shout out. He's gonna hit a, he's gonna hit around a three a game. And that's and that's pretty good. And his percentages are very good for a big. And so, you know, if you're in a nine cat league, he's still a really, really good player. But is he one of those top tier players? Is he like a third tier player? Is he good? Should he go in the first three, four rounds? I don't so know. Like, wh- where is he going to improve at, Tyler? Where could he improve to get to those top tiers? Because he was not one of those tiers uh, last season. I'll explain another another fallacy with how sometimes these numbers work. And when you when you base your projections solely on numbers, it's a great way to do it. I actually advocate doing it. If you're going to do your own projections, I advocate you basing them on past numbers. Okay? So we only have two seasons from John Collins, right? Um. So in his first season, he averaged 1.1 blocks a game in 24.1 minutes. Okay, this is where the hype, this is where the hype came from. Like, oh man, look at this. Okay, he also averaged 2.9 personal fouls a game in 24 minutes, which is a lot, right? A lot. So last year he played 30 minutes a game, and for those people who think he's playing 35 minutes a game, I'm gonna slow the roll right here because he averaged 3.3 personal fouls in 30 minutes. Slow so slow if you're if you're if you're fouling that much, it's gonna be hard for him to play much more than 30 minutes. I think one of the reasons he only averaged 0.6 blocks was they were telling him. Dude, you can't play anywhere near 30 minutes if you try to block every shot because you foul too much and you're going to foul out. And even when he was fouling too much, he was only getting about a block a game. So it's it's not like he was Hassan Whiteside out there. And so here's the 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 fallacy, and this is where maybe the the rankings at hashtag 
got it wrong, and this is why I'm not picking him in the top 30. I don't think you can say he plays 32 minutes a game like Hashtag did and say he blocks 1.1 shots a game. I think those two things, it's got to be one or the other. If he's going to somehow play 32 minutes, he's going to block like half a shot because if he tries to block 1.1, he's going to foul too much and he's going to be out of the game. And he's your only going to play – you're using a lot of logic with with, with these uh, with these projections, and I think that's why uh, uh, you're so dead on. You were dead on last year in your in, in some of your predictions. You were you had a very very good year last year, and uh, this is something I, I, I've heard you say a couple times: is that like don't fall into this fallacy of thinking these these bigs that ha- get in foul trouble can do both, play more minutes, and have better stats. Like it's it, they're either going to play. Um, I think he said this for Zubach in the in the Clippers episode. But it's like it's one or the other for Zubach. He's either going to play uh, more minutes and less, or he's he's going to play less minutes and more games. Because if he plays more games, there's going to be more games where he's not relevant. They're going to sit him out, so he's going to play less minutes. All right? This is not the same type of logic, but it's a similar type of logic where John Collins, in order to be effective, has to stay on the court, and he can't stay on the court if he's blocking every shot. So that's just the way I'm looking at it. I am actually projecting him more in the kind of 30 to 31 minute per game range, but that is coming to me with like 0.6, maybe 0.7 blocks at best. Um, Other than that, I mean, John Collins does a lot that helps you, right? I mean, almost 10 rebounds a game is great. Almost 20 points a game is great. You mentioned it. He hits a three. He shoots really good percentages. He gets you two assists, which for a power forward or a center isn't, terrible terrible it's not great i'm not saying it's a positive category but it's okay it's fine um but the steals and the blocks hurt him i'm not picking him in the top 30 that's just me um if you want to do that that's up to you i think that's what you're going to see i think you're going to see a lot of hype around john collins and at least some of that hype is warranted he's a 20 and 10 player 20 and 10 is is incredible and if you're in a roto league you know i think his his value sneaks up a little bit higher than i would have him i'd still you know, I don't have him in the third round. I'd probably have him in the fourth, uh, late fourth round. Uh, but you know, low turnovers and good percentages—that that does matter in roto leagues, uh, head-to-head leagues. You know, twenty and ten, like those those are good stats. But those are kind of like the sexy stats. Like you know, it's probably going to get twenty and ten is uh, Julius Randle. Like, all right, cool. Um, the the three from John Collins is is really nice, but you know, that's that's the bare minimum. I would say even for a, a, a center. Uh, John Collins hitting a three is just good. It just makes means he's not hurting you. It means he's keeping you even. So those are all pretty positive things. He's just going to be vastly overhyped. And if you're in a uh, auction league, which I would suggest legitimately everybody, all our listeners, play in an auction league. It's a lot of fun. It is the best way to draft. This is a name I'm going to throw out early in my auction league because I know the hype's going to be big. I know there's going to be multiple people who want him. And the best thing, and we're, and we're going to talk about this in future episodes about auction strategy or about different types of draft strategy. Uh, the best thing to do in auction league is not to throw out the players you want is to throw out the players you don't want, or that are going to be overhyped. Uh, even if you want kind of want John Collins, right? He's going to go for too much money, get that money off the board. And John Collins is on my get that money off the board list. I think I'm going to have to make a get that money off the board list, Tyler. I like it. I like the name. I'm a fan of that. Get that money off the board. 
I'm writing it down right now. I'm putting it in the show notes. <laughs> you got it. You got it in the show notes. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be in the show notes. So yeah, Johnny Collins. You know, um, you're gonna have to. If you really, really want him, you have to overpay. But I, I just don't see that leap um, coming simply because I just, I don't know. He might be a little bit better next year, but where is he going to? Where is he going to jump out? Jump out at? He's not going to be. Uh, steals aren't just going to magically show up. I don't think the assists are magically going to show up. So, like, I think you're looking at a player, even though he's only going to be 22. I think you're looking at a player that's is going to have to do a lot to take the next step. And I'm not sure next season's the this is the season he takes that step in. Look you there. Talk about the other, I think, the guy you're going to draft first. The guy I would also draft first as well, uh, Trey Young. Trey Young had a spectacular end of the season last year. Um, and I think the casual fan, if they go and look and see what he was ranked per game or even in totals for the entire season last year, they're going to think he was just – yeah, he's already, you know, he's like 19 and shot 41% and, you know, 19 and 8, that's nice or whatever. But this guy was out of his mind over the last uh, three months of the season. 23 points, nine, over 9 assists, about a steal a game. Uh, he, obviously, he's never going to block. He's, he's just a little guy, but he's got great free throw percentage. He's getting to the line already uh more than six times a game in the latter half of the season. And for a little guy, he's almost averaging five rebounds a game. He's only 20 years old. He's going to be 21 this year. He can finally go out to all the Atlanta clubs because I'm sure they don't let Trey Young in the Atlanta clubs until he's 21, Tyler. They would never do something like that. What do you think of Trey Young this year? Um, so... Uh, that's a good question, and it'll be interesting to see where Trey Young goes. So in our hashtag basketball rankings, if you sort by totals, um, which is not the first thing that comes up, obviously per game is the first thing that comes up, uh, Trey Young is ranked 17th, and John Collins, who we just talked about, is ranked 26th. So um, we, I mentioned I think that's a little bit too high on Johnny Collins. Um, on Trey Young, you know, he is going to be one of the best assist guys in the NBA. Um, he's definitely going to finish in the top five. He gets you a steal, which you like, right? He's going to get you some rebounds. He's going to score a lot. Uh, I'm a big Trey Young fan. I don't know that I'm picking him 17th, uh, but I'm fine with him kind of in that back half of the second round. Yeah, I think uh, the people who know what they're talking about, the people who watched uh, the second half of the season, know that Trey Young is going to be uh, very, very good. And I, and I think – there is a tad bit of risk. We have one season of data on him, and only half of that season was very good. So there is a little bit of a question mark there. But Trey Young is Trey Young. Like I, I think this is who he is. He's going to have hot streaks. He's probably going to have cold streaks. But you mentioned his assists. Assists are so hard to come by, and finding elite assist guys, assist guys. Uh, outside of the top three rounds is basically impossible. Um, you're you're not going to find too many uh, high assist guys, and you're certainly not going to find someone who could theoretically have double digit assists, which is almost unheard of 
now in today's game, um, outside of I guess you know the triple double machine Westbrook, um, Trey Young potentially could average ten assists a game, and uh, for e- both head to head leagues and uh, even roto leagues, I think he is a major asset. Uh, third, uh, if there's no way, I think he leaves the third round without being drafted. Yeah, and I mean we can debate about players so we kind of won over them and we can do that if you want um i got an interesting one here i got an interesting couple if you if you want to play along let's, here let's, let's play the game uh so we got drew holiday or trey young oh man you, you always start these out really really tough tyler i, I, would, I don't give you... throw you any softballs you know i can't throw you any too easy ones here i'll give you credit for that i'm gonna go with drew holiday same. I think I'm also on the Drew Holiday bandwagon. Um, like Drew Holiday, I like him on a team without like without AD a little bit. You might have to take more of that responsibility. Uh, playing with Zion is interesting to me. He's going to be the de facto leader there. Um, we'll talk about the Pelicans in a in a future uh, podcast, but uh, I don't think having Lonzo there is going to affect him too much. Uh, let's go with. Devin Booker. Oh man, another another tough one. I'm actually gonna go with Trey Young here because I think I like Devin Booker a lot, but he hasn't stayed healthy. He's a prolific scorer, but the leaps he has made in both rebounds and assists have been really really nice. And with Ricky Rubio on that team, are those assists gonna stay up? And I, and I actually don't. I don't know that I'd rather have the Hundred percent nine assists from Trey Young. Uh fair. That's a that's a toss up, and that's one I'll be thinking um, about in a lot of drafts. I think um, let's go Russell Westbrook, and let's assume it's a head to head league, so you can punt uh, Westbrook's bad free throws and bad. Uh, well, I mean, he's probably going to shoot better than Trey Young, so let's not even say it's that bad. It's true. That is true. Um, then I'm gonna. I <sighs> Westbrook's those still. On Houston, and we're going to talk about Houston as well in our 30-team preview. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to go with, uh, with Russell Westbrook. And I think it's actually really close. And this is why I'm going to go with Westbrook. Uh, the steals put him over. I think Westbrook won't average a triple-double this year, believe it or not. Um, but he's still, like, he's still Westbrook. He's still going to go balls out for every rebound. He's, and his steals are better than Trey Young's. And it might not be by a whole lot, but to me, that's enough to give Westbrook the edge. When the the Rockets aren't playing Capella, I mean, you know, they like to play that kind of no center lineup, man. Couldn't you see Westbrook grabbing seven, eight rebounds a game just when Capella's off the floor? And then he gets two or three with Capella, and he's well over 10 there. Um, yeah, and, and I'll say this about Trey Young, and this is one of the things that maybe is, is keeping him you know, closer to that third round for me and maybe even into that third round is you know, 0.9 steals and 0.2 blocks last year. So he's not really going to get you anything in blocks. And, I mean, he played 81 games too, 81 games, and he got 15 blocks all season. So not really helping you there. And he got less than a steal a game, which I don't personally love, but it's close enough to one that you could see him, you know, getting a little bit over one this season. Um, I'll ask the question because I got to, and I think you know which way I'm going to go with this, but uh, 
uh, Luka Doncic or Trey Young? Mm, you know what? That's actually a really, really that's a really good question. If I am in a nine cat roto league, I'm gonna go with Trey Young. Okay, what if it's head to head? Ooh. I go Luca. I just I mean I want to own Luca on a couple teams this year. Like I just do. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get it. Like I thought you were gonna go Trey Young, and then during the Dallas episode, I was gonna convince you why you were dead wrong and disappointed. I, you know, I like I like me some Luka Doncic. Uh, yeah, I think I have, the, you can deal you can deal with um, Luka Doncic's uh, free throw percentage. You can deal with it. I have four stats to convince you why he's gonna be a lot better this year, Mike Luka Doncic, even better than he already was. I got four stats. I'm excited for the Dallas one to to convince you on on why he's going to be amazing. I'm also excited about the Dallas one because you know a lot about Dallas since you do right for the smoking Cuban, and I uh, I can sit back and relax and let you do all the work. It's one of my favorite podcasts. So let's talk about the rest of this Atlanta team because this is where I think it actually gets interesting. People know Trey Young, people know John Collins, but who else? What else is going on in this team? Um, you have a couple rookies, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, who could actually play some decent minutes. You have uh, DeAndre Bimbry, who did play last season, uh, who was not great, but also, you know, young, 25 years old, you know, only played 23 minutes a game, but you know, was averaging over a steal a game in those 25 minutes, so something to take a look at. circular logic again, where you just kind of say words until you think you can get to where maybe he's somewhat interesting. That Yeah, that I, think he, I think he's a little... <laughs> I actually do think he's a little interesting in uh, in a starter situation. I just... I don't think he's going to start. Uh, you have uh, Kevin Herter, who potentially is going to start. On Atlanta, and then you gotta you gotta have a center here. So is is Jabari, is, is is John Collins playing center and Jabari Parker playing the four? You got Alex Lynn on this team, who is someone we're occasionally interested in if they're playing uh, Alex Lynn if he's playing like thirty some minutes a game, which I I don't think he will. So there's a like what else is gonna happen on this team? There's gotta be some standard league relevancy here floating around on this team, and I think there might be a few uh, players. So you know. What is your take on the rest of this Atlanta team? Um, well, that's a that's a very open question. Uh, I will ask you who you would draft, if anyone, in a standard league next among this Atlanta crop. I feel like this is a little bit of a deflection to me asking you an open-ended well, no, question. I, and that's I a very good guy, I got the guy queued up I want, um, but I, I'm interested to see what you think. Well, I think I would go with Kevin Herter. He's young. I saw uh, the occasional flash out of uh, Herter last season. I I, I like the fact that he does, uh, you know, just a little bit of everything. He's not great anywhere, but I, I think he is dependable enough to stay on the floor. And I also think he can improve. You know, he can average a, st- a steal a game. He can average two three-pointers a game. 
his uh his percentages are bad so you know if you're in a roto league that is something to take huge note of but uh i like kevin herter 100 player no no not a top 100 player probably not um so now fun with fun with maths fun with sample sizes um I split the season for Kevin Herter into 2018 and 2019, right? So looking from January 1st of 2019 to the end, right? He played 40 games, so relatively half the year, right? Um, here's his stat line. You ready for this? Here. 11.3 points. Okay, not great, right? 3.5 rebounds. Give me a reference on how many minutes again. 29.6. Okay. All right. Oh, relatively 30, right? Like pretty close. Uh, three and a half rebounds, 3.4 assists, a steal, and 0.3 blocks. That's, that's pretty adequate. I'm more interested now? Because I'm a little more interested after I, after I read a stat line like that. And the three-pointers, which you mentioned, are good. Um, he averaged 2.1 three-pointers during that time my, and 37%. My... Am I saying he's going to be the the game changer of the year? No, I think he's the most reliable uh, player. I think he's got a open spot for him to play. Uh, I think he is going to play 30-some minutes a game. And I think he's going to be perfectly fine in a standard league, probably into the bench type of almost streaming is where he's going to be. But I guarantee you he's going to be relevant in standard league. Everybody else here is a big fat question mark. If you want to take like the big, you know, kind of the big, hey, I'm going to take a risk here. I, I think I'd lean towards one of the rookies. Now, is one of the rookies the guy on your list? I'd say Kevin Herter's tough. I would say I would say today, if you told me, tell me if Kevin Herter a top 100 player at the end of the year, I'd vote yes. Okay. Just barely. Like yeah. I'm not saying he. I think it'd be like a top 50 guy, but I'm saying like just inside that top 100, I would say Kevin Herter makes it at the end of the season. In the, uh, the realm of possibilities. Absolutely. I think it's a, um, it's a decent possibility as well. Oh, I'm, I'm interested in that now for the rest of these guys, like, uh, Jabari Parker going to be the sixth man. Is that what we're going for? And we're going to start Len and play him like 25 minutes. Like, is that, is yeah, that, I don't that know. Like, if Lynn is playing like 28 minutes a game, he becomes, you know, standardly relevant, actually. Uh, if not, you can't really, you can't really roster him. If Jabari Parker is going to be playing like 28, 29 minutes a game, he's going to score. But am I excited about Jabari Parker? Absolutely not. So like, uh, is there anyone else to get excited about on this team? Are you going to take a chance on one of these rookies just, just for the fun of it? Uh, not in a standard league for me, no. I'm fine with these guys all kind of being in the streaming class, but I'm not, I'm not super hyped on any of these particular rookies. And I think we mentioned that when we thought we did our, our kind of rookie draft that, you know, I'm not super hyped on DeAndre Hunter. I think he might get some minutes. I think he's got some NBA ready defense right now. Um, I don't think that's going to turn into a ton of defensive stats, um, which is not great for fantasy. Yeah, for me, like, Len might be a streamer if he's playing 25 minutes. Hunter might be a streamer. I just don't really see, like, grabbing any of these guys and being like, I'm going to hold on to this guy. I really want to draft this guy. Like you mentioned, Jabari. 
Jabari probably be a streamer for points, but again, he's another guy. No steals, no blocks, really. Like, it's just a lot of... This team might have, like, might be in, like, the top five of guys who are going to be on a team at some point in this season, but they're all just so, like, pretty bad that none of them are going to be rostered for the entire season. Herder, Reddish, Alan Crabb might even have a, a few weeks where he's relevant. DeAndre Hunter might put in uh, some time. DeAndre Brimery even might be someone you have for a week or two. Uh, Jabari Parker, I guarantee he's going to be on a lot of teams until they realize he's Jabari Parker. He's absolutely awful and should not be playing. If Trey Young goes down, you got to think they're going to probably make Bembry the ball handler, right? So there's Turner, Turner's on this team as well. So like that's someone who's been a fringe fantasy player as well. A lot of fringe guys on this team. Yeah, and the, the problem with Evan Turner, right, is like Turner just he doesn't score hardly at all. He can give you some decent assists, especially for a forward eligible player, but it's no steals, no blocks, and no points, and no threes, which makes him really hard to own. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. So in a standard league, probably avoiding most of these guys because I think there's just so much talent in the NBA that you're gonna you're gonna be able to take swings. I'd rather take a swing at a player in those late rounds that doesn't pan out than like be excited about Kevin Herter. Even though Kevin Herter's, you know, like we said, good chance he might be a top 100. I think almost certainly he'd be a top 120 guy. So he'd be someone who's can help your team. I just think I'd rather take a risk than uh, being safe with any of these players because I actually think there's other players you could be safer with. You know, you got your Kent Basemores out there, a uh, handful of other guys. So. Is there anything else you want to say about the Atlanta Hawks? I think that about does it. I'm not going to ask the uh, the question that, that for for uh, do you even need to ask the question? I mean, I don't. I don't think they're a playoff team. I, I've been asking the question every time, so I will ask it. Are they a playoff team, Mike? Are they? Uh, of course. Not a playoff. I, Come on. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't, don't see. It. Um, and right, some people will say, "Oh." The East isn't great, but I don't know. I just can't see them making that big of a leap. I, not, not yet. Oh, nah, no way. Give me a few more draft picks. Let me see DeAndre Hunter do something. Uh, unless Cam Reddish turns into like Kobe Bryant, it's not going to happen. Even then, still question mark. Uh, or Chandler Parsons turns into old Chandler Parsons. That could be interesting. Uh, but that's it. I think that's it for the Hawks. Um, if you like the show, please rate, review us. We're going to be doing all thirty teams and mock drafts along with uh, Who Do I Drafts and Sleeper Podcasts and a whole bunch of other stuff. If you like to hear anything, feel free to hit us up. Give us feedback. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts, both on Twitter. Hit us up. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff leading into the season. We want to hear your feedback. We want to do the content that you want. So please uh, hit us up. And if you really want to support the show or have a direct line to Tyler and I, check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes and become a patreon help support the show we will see you uh next time for some team that we haven't done already because i have no idea what team we're going to do next thanks everybody